Action Park Media. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one. It's the Ten Crack Commandments. One, uh, uh. Welcome to a very special episode of Victory the Podcast. Why is it special, Kevin Connolly? I'm Doug Ellis. Kevin Dillon is in the house. I'm in the house. He's live. We've missed you. I'm pretty much alive, yeah. <laughs> you guys thought I was dead, didn't you? We weren't sure, but on you know, in memory of you being here... That's an Irish cricket for you right oh, now. Oh, back. You know, there were conversations, just so you know, Kevin Dillon. There have been conversations between Connolly and I where we, okay, now I'm getting worried. Now we're worried. <laughs> Come so, on. You guys know you could always call me. <sighs> we tried that. We tried that. try no, you know, it. Listen, no, no, there's no. a lot going on. You were at the track. <laughs> you were at, uh, you had a very long vacation. Then you were I at the mean, track. The guy had and, one of the great European trips I've ever seen. Uh, yeah, How do you feel? Yeah. Do you feel rested? Comic-Con. I went to uh, Comic-Con. How was that? It was cool. Did people show up at your booth? No, you know what? It's a little humbling, to be honest with Still? you. Still? Know? Yeah. Was it better than Riyadh? Yes. Anything was better than Riyadh. Right. So tell us about but it. Was... So Kevin Dillon had Pittsburgh Comic-Con. You had your own booth, Yeah, obviously. I mean, I did okay. But yeah. I'm looking at these. Uh, they do, like, voiceovers for cartoons <laughs> next to me. Yeah. And they have these lines going around the whole building. It's crazy, yeah. And I'm just, I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> right. So who was he? You don't know? There was a whole bunch of them. Wow. That's why we got to get Johnny Bananas the cartoon going, and then yes. we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, you know, you want it to be kind of more of a horror or sci-fi based. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doug, can you write something that's sci-fi or maybe, maybe do a combination of sci-fi and horror? See, I just think the thing is now, people who are making it now are so active in their social media that they have this big reach. That's why I say to you guys, I want you out there because he likes people, to tell us this. No, but people just want to see Kevin Dillon. They that, love him. His so phone's going off now. I mean, so unprofessional. We're not at the Saratoga I'm, race track here, Dillon. You got to uh, make sure <laughs> yeah. your phone is on. Guys are a little hey, rusty, you, isn't he? You know what I got Kevin Connolly? I got him a Lou Ferrigno signed photograph because you tried to steal mine when we were in Riyadh. So Lou Ferrigno was the original Hulk the on television Hulk. and was a bodybuilder, famous bodybuilder. Was it similar to the one that you got in Riyadh? Same picture. Same picture. The green flexing. Was yeah. Nice and deal? he tried to steal mine. He literally took mine and goes, can I have this? And I said, no. I went and I got it. Now Lou's gone. We were and in like, Riyadh. It's got my name. It's, a, it's got my name, Wait, too. What Give do you me mean? that thing. So we had a wrestling match over my... When we were in we were in Saudi Arabia, Lou Ferrigno was there. I, I wouldn't have thought about it, but Dylan, don't give a fuck. Dylan walks up and says, hey, Lou, you mind giving me one of those? So it says, to Kevin... <laughs> Lou Ferrigno. And you thought you could just help yourself to it. I, I knew that Dylan didn't care <laughs> yeah, really right. about the Hulk picture. So I said, uh, he said, well, what do you mean? I was like, well, it Let says Kevin. It. What's the difference? No, no one's going to ever know. I don't even know. think you asked. You're like, give me that. <laughs> <laughs> give me that photo. I want that. I would like that photo. You said no. And then remember, we, I ran out looking for him. I tried to catch yeah. him, oh, but you, I couldn't find him. So you, you caught like up early, man. Lou. <laughs> All right, so now explain this to me. Now, now you're in Pittsburgh. Lou's there. He's there at his booth, which was doing better. Yeah. than Comic Con legend. He's got it. Well, he's not. Yeah, probably a little bit. I, I'm not really sure who did better. <laughs> All right, he's, he, he was he in did. a different part of the building. And then you okay. looked out for Connolly. You wanted to get him his own so signed I, picture. Yeah. So Lou was great. He's like, "Hey, Kevin," and I said, "Hey, Kevin Connolly tried to steal mine. Can you write <laughs> write one out for him?" So I got it. I'll All be right. bringing it in. Bring All it right. in because what's going up in the new office? Which, by nice. the way, you guys are gonna love the new office. You think Dylan's gonna be at that office? Or? Dylan's gonna be at. Dylan's going to be like, yo, do you mind if I crash here tonight? I mean, it's a good Where, spot. Where's the green room? <laughs> I just heard the worst news of the day is what 
I heard today. Kevin Dillon was looking for a new home. Like we were hoping he was going to move somewhere within Yo, a you're mile. You're not going to believe this. I'm right down the corner from right on the corner of the podcast studio. But right? no. Kevin <laughs> Dillon is looking at Sherwood, which are infamous golf. I'm days. not looking at it. Oh, I'm it's done. done. It. It's a oh, done. Oh, deal. you're done. You rented a house on Lake Sherwood. Now let me ask you this: Can you get? Can you get us on the course? No, but I'm going to probably join. What? Well, I probably you know with well Wayne through Gretzky. a guy. Yeah, through a guy. Guy, you can get us out there, but it's not like me getting you out on Mountain Gate. It's tougher. You yeah, got to find no, somebody. You gotta but I'm going to join that little par three. There's a, a Sherwood par three, and it's the best par three in the country. It's but, unbelievable. But just let me give you, we played it, but um, let me just give you a little info. So Dylan, who obviously we know has a hard time getting here from Malibu, has just added an extra 30, 15 to 20 no, miles. We don't think no, so, no, though, no, no, right? No, no, no. I think it's, I saved about 20 minutes. Really? It's getting yeah. quicker. I'm going to be on the one-on-one in no time. You know, I remember back it's in the, the day. It's the PCH that kills you. The PCH kills Traffic you. Traffic that kills you. And no, also going, Robertson is a killer, too. Robertson. Now I'll be going over cold when water. When I was looking for my first house, and I bought this house in Beverly Hills, that was more money than I could have ever imagined, which back in the day, 1998, it was like $730,000 for this house, and I didn't sleep for weeks. <laughs> and I read in the paper, like, out by Sherwood, you could basically have an estate for $730,000. So I took Melissa, my ex-wife. I said, we're moving to the valley. And we drove out there. And it, a lot of this came into the show because it was 120 degrees <laughs> when I got there. And then Friday night, we came back. We drove there. It took like 38 minutes. I'm like, we're getting this house. And I put a deposit down. The way back with the traffic, it took almost two hours, no joke. And I canceled the deposit and stayed wow. in my, wow. my overpriced Beverly Hills house. So, But either way, Dylan is back. And he's back for the live show, August 29th. Hell yeah. August 29th. So it's Wednesday right now. So immediately after you're done listening to this podcast, yeah. there's some get your tickets and we're going to hang out with you guys. Yes. We're going to probably get to meet everyone. That'd VIP experience. Yeah and, yeah. and and exciting stuff because everybody wants us to get back to episodes. We're getting back to episodes. We're doing season three, episode six. Then Friday we'll have episode seven and then the live so podcast. So 306, 307, which is the threesome and then threesome episode and then the episode Strange Days, which is the basically the aftermath of the And then threesome. the live Live show. The live show. We'll be talking one of our favorite episodes, Vegas. What do you Vegas, think? Vegas, baby. Vegas. There's it's a lot be, to break down with that It's going to be Ken, and then there's going to be... Uh, <laughs> Dylan's, Dylan's reluctance to... Uh, <laughs> Embrace uh, Ken. Uh, understand What Ken. the fuck you doing, Ken? <laughs> <laughs> Our, uh, do you miss Ken at all? Because I actually Instagrammed him. He was with great, him. dude. Uh, that guy was awesome. He was like an ex-football player. He's handsome. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, is, he is handsome, Kevin. I could have given you handsome. the story, Connolly, if you wanted it. I could have done that with, with That would have been weird. <laughs> that would have been weird. I think drama's the only one that can pull off a massage from Ken. It would actually be amazing. <laughs> we haven't done our uh, karaoke in a long time. It would be great to get Ken, who I spoke to. Uh, it would be great to get him on the podcast and actually like redo the massage. Scene, but with Connolly yeah. and Ken. That's, yeah, that, that, what that, karaoke are you talking about? You know, when we it. when we do, he's we been gone a long karaoke. time. I no. missed this. You no, haven't no, been no, around not, much. No, he did karaoke. karaoke. It's when you reenact the scene. Me? It's when you reenact a scene, like how you did you know, Jordan Belfi. Oh, okay. yeah. 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 I just but, saw Jordan Belfi in something, uh, by the way. I can't remember what I saw him in. Something new and good. He was great. Fuck. Jesus. That was very informative. You know, my memory is going because I'm working so hard, by the way, guys, just so you know. Oh, I know. I am training for Hawaii. Like I'm doing. We get all ripped. I'm. I, ripped is a tough place for me to get, sadly. But right. I'm not eating anything. I haven't eaten anything bad in like two weeks. I've had like one bagel, maybe. Take your shirt off. Let's see what you look like. I'll show you the guns. But, Ooh, uh, yeah, Dougie. Doug's, yeah. Doug's ready to go. Pythons, bro. Pythons. So I'm doing jujitsu twice a week, and I'm doing weight training three days a week, and then pickleball. I'm an animal. 
Just so I just want to say it out. There. You could get me in the pickleball, but the other two, I got you. <laughs> we're uh, we're flying together, so do you want to go through security together? Why are you asking that? I don't know. We got to take your hat off. You got to do. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm TSA pre-approved. I, I don't care. I will be. We are walking through those metal detectors together. We're I got to try and get. I got to get on that plane. I want to tell you a little bit about the hair, but Doctor Zeering, who did my hair, everybody who listens knows it's weird because I can't say that I see a difference, but for some reason, I feel a little. I'm not taking it off now. We're well, gonna have to in security. I feel a little more comfortable all of a sudden, and then I, I popped the picture. I sent it to my high school friends. I sent it to you. You were like, "It's it's it's getting." Yeah, there. yeah. I mean, it, you wonder about filters and whatnot. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> he's been known to do it. He's been. Not, you're not afraid of a good filter. Oh my God! I can't believe we, Kevin does not know this. And I promise you, I know everybody's out there sick and tired of me talking about this, but I I, I have to just close this chapter of my life. Kevin, remember my Conor McGregor chair? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we did a, uh, a podcast with Conor McGregor's trainer, who's I'm, staying at the hotel with Conor. I'm definitely getting in uh, trouble. He here. left with the chair to get it signed, and the chair is gone. What? The trainer stole the chair? <laughs> Conor's trainer stole my fucking Khabib <laughs> McGregor chair, what? and it's nowhere to be found. You smuggled that out. Yeah. You could have been arrested for that. And smuggled it out. He carried it into clubs. He sat there with Leo <laughs> laughing at him, and, and he made it home. Yeah, but and and, and here's the thing. Well, too. I'm sure he'll get it back. No. So you know the when, guy, right? When I've been calling him. He's in Kazakhstan, which is not far from Well, Conor McGregor's at the Beverly Hills Hotel. So all he's got to do is shoot a text message and say, yo, dude, leave the chair at the... I don't need it signed. I don't want it signed. Leave the chair at the concierge and fucking no harm, no foul. I went to the concierge. I found... I went to the Beverly Hills Hotel. I found the security guard who was no use or no help, but I think the chair is gone and it's fucking lame. And I I sent Kavanaugh a message. He's talking about his wimps to warriors, like his program. He's a fucking wimp. Whoa, 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 whoa. You want the chair back, right? Yeah. Go easy, go easy. Well, I don't it's think like the, the reboot. It's don't, like, don't yell at HBO. I don't think the chair's oh, coming back. I, I think, think the I chair, I think the chair's coming out. This How is, is the chair going to come back I, if the guy's in Kazakhstan? I'm not. And we're is, this get a, it. Dylan, is this some kind of a bit? That's you know, he can't stay in Kazakhstan. Nobody for, can. No, forever. But he's in Dublin. <laughs> Dylan, I'm telling you, Dylan, bro, don't, don't the guy that The guy that I gave the chair to is gone. He's gone. So Connor is still in town. Here's That chair is in his room somewhere. This is my thoughts. Can I give my thoughts? I believe Kavanaugh is going to deliver the chair back. I'm not saying it's signed. I'm not signed. I'm not saying it's an ideal situation. I'm disappointed that this has gone down this way. But here's what I want to talk about, because I feel like the three of us have a little of this in us. And Connolly watched the doc. Dylan, you have to tonight. It's only an hour. What doc? Malice Malice in the the Palace. palace. About the fight when the guy who looked like Jerry got punched in the face by Jermaine O'Neal. Remember Ron Artest and those guys? They all went into the stands. It's on Netflix. It's great. Pacers, Pistons. But they talk about him because there were were three of them. There was uh, Jermaine O'Neal, Steven Jackson, and um, Ron Artest. And Reggie Miller, who I like to think in this group, I'm the Reggie Miller of the group. So I'm looking for my ring. I feel like we're getting close. I guess. And Reggie said, I just have to keep these guys together insane and we're going to win a title and what happens our test goes into the stands steven jackson which is why i'm bringing this up he he ran into the stands to help ron our he goes look i have no regrets i help my boys so my question to you kevin dillon do you show up at the beverly hills hotel He'd probably get further than i would with Connolly and tell conor mcgregor i want my fucking chair not, not even aggressive yeah. like that but like hey <laughs> conor can we talk to you for a second let's go 
Let's Talk go right to you now. And, like, put him in the guillotine that John Kavanaugh showed me. I mean, that hey, would be sick. Let, now's the chance. Well, he's got a broken leg. We oh, got a that's shot what at I it. Said. I'll, I'll grab my Connor McDavid hockey stick. I'll whack him right in his fucking ankle. So, Dylan, in the shin. Dylan, you got a better shot against Connor with a broken leg or a healthy pregnant Ronda Rousey? Which one? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Connor's leg is pretty banged up, although he's pretty jacked. But, Dylan, let me ask you a question. Uh, let's say, Matt, and I use the I use the example of Leo. If somebody said that to me, like, hey, would you? can you get this uh, – uh, I don't know, this Titanic hat signed by Leo, I would yeah. say like, yo, man, I don't want to take your hat. God forbid. He's, you know, he's a busy guy. He's all over the place. But when you walk out the door, you're on the hook for it. Yeah. And even if you couldn't yeah. deliver the signature, he's on the hook for that chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't want another. I want my chair because they're on eBay. I could replace that chair in a second. I want uh, my wait, chair. Wait. Now, you know the guy, though. He was on the show. He was on the said? show. So it's going to be a ride. It's going to be <laughs> all right. I like your attitude, yeah, Dylan. I mean, the guy, it's been a yeah. month. Can you imagine this is like. Do you, you have know, his number? I do. And have, have I've been him? texting him some their texts. You know what's funny, Kev? You probably. Does he respond? Nope. He doesn't respond. Dylan, you've probably dealt with this in your life, Conley. Will coming up. Did you ever have like like the pet fish that died and like the Brady Bunch did it, but I had it in my real life. I had to replace it yeah. for my kids and then my kids were like, that's not Charlie. Can you imagine? <laughs> I had to do that to two of my chickens. <laughs> chickens. My, yeah, my daughter, she named them all. You know, oh. It's butterscotch and, and buttercrumb or something like that. And what happened to them? A hawk came down <laughs> or, or an owl and just ripped them up. Do owls eat chickens? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, they'll, they'll eat anything. Those Malibu owls are, are pretty aggressive. So what so you had to buy replacement chickens and say, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, she could tell. She was the like, color was a little that ain't odd. butterscotch. What are you talking about? Butterscotch. Where is butterscotch? Sorry, but you ate butterscotch yesterday, <laughs> sweetheart. Did you see Funny? that? Pepper? Yeah. You they see used... what you're eating there? See those chicken fingers? But, so, oh, my God. Ew. <laughs> but, Kali, what are you going to do? I, I'm saying I will know if that's a replacement chair. And so, I, know, I know Doug. Doug will jump on eBay. Doug will jump on eBay, buy dude, a chair. you can't even get a replacement chair for that, can It's you? on eBay, but I want mine. What if I that is mine. yours? What if Kavanaugh is selling I, yours? I, I, I mean, then what at do you this do? point, well, I can't beat him up, obviously. He's right? a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Okay. Him and, so Con, him and Scott Conn are rolling around. That's he's off, that's, he's, he's real Ireland. Irish. He's that's real off Irish. the table. That's off the table. Well, I, honestly, I believe, you know, most guys from Ireland are honest. Good. You I would think, think you're going to get that chair back. I, Listen, what he, about the Irish mob? I mean, he, they're not look, honest. The, the well, whole, yeah, I mean, if he's whole, Irish mob, you're in trouble, bro. <laughs> the whole point is that I understand that there's a lot going on in the world, and it sounds trivial, but it, it's annoying, man. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm up. I'm, I'm upset. I want my chair. <laughs> I, I like that you couched it with that as But it's true, big, though. Like, no, I know. You, but like, you put it into perspective, and like, of course, at the end of the day, it's a chair. It's at the I end know, of the world. but so what? Yes, there are a lot of bad things going on in the world. That doesn't mean you can't have a normal life, too. Like, people are getting mad that people have parties when there's COVID or I posted this video, which listen, let's be clear. I'm not a fan of the Taliban, but this guy in the Taliban looked like Grenier. <laughs> Nothing I can tell you. Doug he had looked, a risky post. He right? looked exactly Scotty, like him. Did, anyone, and I, did you see it, Dylan? I, I mean, did, yeah. He looked like Adrian. I, some people think like I edited it or put Adrian but, in there. Or the face swap app. Yeah, the face that, was, that was authentic. And listen, for all I know, because I haven't heard for Adrian, for all I know, that was Adrian. Now, I don't pretty think... Pretty sure Adrian didn't I'm, join the Taliban. Well, just... Sure Might have heard about that one. Just like I didn't think Adrian would have done what he apparently did to Josh Gad, I don't think Adrian would join the Taliban. Oh, we're talking but, about the, the play but, thing. 
thing. It I, wasn't you or I, it was Adrian. I no longer know Adrian because I would think Adrian would be on the podcast. So I'm not saying he joined the Taliban. Don't put that in fucking anywhere. Not. But the guy looked a lot like him. And if we can't get Adrian and that guy, you know, defaults on the Taliban contract at some point. I don't Doug, know. when you get into your like edible Instagram posts, I always get, but when that one came up, I was like, I was frozen. I was like, oh my God. And I was like talking to Scotty. Scotty was like, yeah, man, that's a real. I waited for the backlash, but everybody got the joke, thankfully. One person didn't. One person was wow. like, how dare you, given what's happening in Afghanistan? What's been happening in Afghanistan has been happening for a long time, and I don't want to get political. No politics. Those shitheads blew up a school with little girls in it, though, two months ago. I think ago. we can all agree that the Taliban aren't great. Yeah, they're not good guys. But, yeah. but that being said, we'll support fingers. Adrian and whatever he yeah. wants. Yeah, and then, and then we're going to go to a break, and when we come back, there's a lot happens in this episode. Three's Company, season three, episode six. Emmanuel wanted to do it. She's in the Dominican Republic, but we got a lot to talk about. This is a great episode to break down. Three's Company, the famous threesome episode after the break. Welcome back, Victory the Podcast, season three, episode six, where Kevin Connolly is really left to carry the whole episode. Three's Company. I mean, well, I mean, I wouldn't say carry. I mean, <laughs> Dylan I provided some comedy. Thank some God, I was comedy there for the laughs. So, but let's just jump right into it because I love this opening so Great much. Great opener. We get I forgot about that. We get Dylan, and it took a lot of time. EA Sports uh, or EA Electronic Arts was so awesome. We spoke about it. I said, "Can you put Kevin Dylan in a game?" They were coming out with the Godfather game. It was it was ideal. Can you put Dylan with Marlon Brando? I always knew I'd work with Brando someday. <laughs> I just didn't expect it to be like this. Not in a video game. <laughs> it was good though. But and it's then, great because uh, you don't know it's you don't know it's me. You see the back of my head, yeah. and then they cut to. Thanks, bro. <laughs> Marlon Brando, if it was rolling over in his grave the night that episode aired. But he got to get video stuck game. with Dylan. <laughs> Not even Dylan, just a video game like from The Godfather. I mean, I got to imagine that goes beyond his creative integrity. Actually, I wonder how that all happened, like uh, how they got the rights to that. A lot play. of red tape, right? I mean, I'm I, guessing. They I were, mean, so they were doing a Godfather video game. Yeah, They were doing it. Yeah, so yeah, they were doing it, and then they just did a pop of Dylan. Oh, there was no red tape for us. We just got to see sit down with them. I told them what I wanted and they made it happen. I'm, I'm really talking about fun. how they got the rights from Coppola and Brando's estate. Yeah. Um, Cause he was definitely gone by then. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He was so, gone. He was gone. but anyway, so. for anyone who who's never seen the Godfather, obviously immediately watch it. Even though I did get one bizarre person on my Instagram, I posted something. What's a movie that was really successful that you actually hate. Cause we talked Connolly and I, that's the other thing we didn't talk about, by the way, Connolly's kind of joined my other podcast in a weird way. We kind of oh. sucked them in, but I feel like, like you guys are bold cheating on me now. <laughs> but I'm we talked about yet. we talked about movies that uh, were successful that aren't great. And some guy wrote The Godfather on my Instagram. Okay, that's a the greatest movie. Ridiculous. <laughs> right. That's ridiculous. And watch it again. Whoever said that. So yeah. and everybody else watch it. So anyway, the guys are playing the game, and now they want a guys' night out. And it's yeah. kind of this is one of those episodes where it's we're trying to take a little break from the story, even though there's a lot of story going story on with heavy. Vince and uh, and. But Aquaman. it's about the guys. It's guys' night, and we we go show to, up to the Roosevelt the pool. At, and the who's pool there? Sloan. So what do you think? He says this was a uh, coincidence. Do you believe him? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, he could have very easily said, like, hey, you know, uh, you know, me and the fellas are going out tonight for a yeah. guy's night. And, uh, you know, at a certain point, you can narrow it down. I think right? Sloan might have known about it, kind of showed up there. Possibly. And what do you guys think, just on a side note of things? I think a relationship is over when you don't want your girl hanging out with your friends. I really do. I think when you get to that point, uh, yeah, you 
you gotta have a guy's night There's out. Nothing wrong with a guy's night out. You're not saying wrong. A girl on a guy's night out. Are you? Are you really? Are you? Are you? You gonna die on this hill? I'm not a guys' night out guy. I really? can't stand a guys' night out. I'm just not, not yeah. into I'm it. I'm not saying you gotta go out with the guys five nights a week, but on yeah. the event, like yo, a couple of the guys are going out to watch the game. Or I just, whatever. I've never been that guy. That's it. Like, and then like, you're not really a don't guys be that guy, guy, bro. Don't you're not really a guys guy. guy. I mean, we've known me, that for a while. But. To me, if you're going to a guys' night out, you're trying, you're trying to get laid. That's I mean, not true. That's I'm not true. That's not true. It doesn't have to be that way. If you want to go watch football with the fellas, I mean, I like. Bringing my girl until yeah. unless you don't like your girl, I like bringing my girl. I like that Sloan showed up. I don't know. You're whip, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you're whip. Say Jesus, but there's nothing. I, look, it's not um, a strip club in Vegas. It's like a couple guys going out for a couple of drinks. I certainly Zulai would have no problem with that. Oh, I don't. My girlfriend wouldn't have a problem either. I guess. And by the way, I'm 53 now, so uh, we're talking. These guys are in their 20s. It's a little different, but I don't know. I just don't really do. Uh, guys, you want to go out drinking tonight? I just don't do that anymore. So you're weird, bro. Yeah. That's you know what the thing is? I realize <laughs> though. Odd. I realize though I'm older because this episode, which obviously yes, you I uh, have a strong hand. Well, in, you're in. also a lightweight when it comes to drinking. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but every alcohol poisoning. And he's like alcohol up. poisoning. They're still holding to this premiere story where Kevin Dillon poured like six bottles of gin down my throat. Dude, the, you drank a lot that night. That was bad. That you was bad. missed your first interview with USA I think we today. had the bartender really pouring shots directly into your mouth. Yeah, it's sugar in, uh, yeah. in the West Village. Is that where that was? Soho, baby. Soho. Soho. I mean, uh, that was a rough night. I'm no, not no, embarrassed I'm sorry, that I alcohol Right yeah, but just say, like, just say that. But you didn't have alcohol poisoning, bro. It's he a did, hangover. Bro. It's yeah. called a hangover. But Which is alcohol poisoning. I guess. Yeah. I'm saying, like, I mean, when is it alcohol? I needed to go to the hospital and die for when you to yeah, blow yeah. it up and you're all sick all day the yeah, next day. That's when a hangover. When you're so white that the photographer goes, we can't shoot this guy. <laughs> like, I mean, we're going to have to turn this into a black press. and white photo shoot. When you love press and you don't show up for the press junket, you know, it's a bad <laughs> I mean, situation. Think about how much Doug loves press. He loves press. For him to forego the cover of USA Today Entertainment, he must have had alcohol poisoning. <laughs> I stand corrected. He showed up because he loves press so much. All bloodshot. <laughs> he looked like he was maced. They said, we can't shoot this guy. That was we a, can't shoot him. That was a rough night. His I eyes are bleeding. His eyes and are that was And bleeding. that was shot that in that John George restaurant, which I love the food. I couldn't eat a thing. That's so at the Trump Tower, right? Yeah. yeah, that was good. Anyway, we get to the Roosevelt, which is a great place to hang out. I've been there many times on guys' nights. I've done a lot of guys' nights at the Roosevelt. I, I yeah, you go out, you're out by yeah. the pool. I mean, it's a great place to go for a couple of drinks with the guys, Doug. With your new beach body, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> we meet, obviously, Tori, Malin Ackerman, who is the other But first, a little, a little, yeah. uh, a little behind-the-scenes trivia. Emma Willis, who's now married to Bruce Willis, who uh, was who was a friend of Scott Venner, our music guy, was in this episode and was yeah. great. She uh, was the guy one. who I just worked with recently, Bruce Willis, Kevin's okay. co-star, yeah. my that, co-star. That, is, that yeah. is Bruce's wife, Emma, who's talking to Vince uh, at right. the Roosevelt. I, I, I want to talk to you about. I know this has come up, but again, Vince's finances. This one is just this one's just hitting it on the head. So the initial deal for the Aquaman sequel was seven million, right? Yeah. That's what he was contracted for. Things get a little dicey. He goes up to 10. Vince says, fuck it, I want 20. Yeah. Because right? they won't let him do the movie he wants to do. they won't let him do, do. Medine. Yeah. And then they offer him an additional two and a half. So now it's 12 and a half. He says, fuck off, I, I only want the original seven. I mean, come on. <laughs> so a couple of... five and a half but million But then the Ari said, look, we'll take it for 10. Right. Did you notice yeah, Ari exactly. bumped he it squeezed up? It. Yeah, yeah, Vince, you only made seven. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'll say a couple of things about this because watching this episode now that I honestly haven't seen in at least seven or eight years, maybe more. 
He's a spoiled motherfucker. He's he is. Got, right. He's got the contract. It's not even like, you know, I get it. He wants to do his own movie, but he has a contract. And he's like, fuck this guy. And the guy really could say, listen, you have a contract. I don't care about anything else you do. And it's like, you know, the football players, when they say, I'm not going to play when I signed a contract. Yeah. You sign a contract, you got to honor contract, it. You sign a contract, you sign a contract. That's what happens when you get big, you know, just like Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I mean, big actors get spoiled which, and they act like Which, by the way, brass. Kevin Connolly, boss of APM, I'm not sure if this is something we can talk about, but I'm pretty sure well, Kevin Dillon is signed on the dotted line to show up here, right? So he, uh, I don't know. I said, kind of deals up. We'll walk. talk about that. No, walk. he walked. He walked. He can I walk. I actually think, Kevin, we're actually free agents right now. We don't have a signed contract. We ran out in June or something. He ran out in fact two years ago. Um, all right, but we'll, we'll get we'll get to the business stuff. Let's talk about the it was one of the writing lessons that I learned from Doug, and this is um, a perfect example. First of all, this is the episode we've talked about the story a lot, but this is the episode where Kevin Dillon's arm is broken and you can really see it. Yeah, I like, forgot until you it, mentioned it. Yeah. You I, just see that you're in pain. You're like, your your shoulder is dropped a little bit. Like yeah. it's like throbbing. Yeah. You're like shoulders are And if you look, square. you could see my, it looks like a fake hand. It let me, so let me give a little background up. though. The house that we were shooting at, which is a beautiful house, that driveway and the second I saw the episode, which I didn't remember it was going to be this episode. When I saw that driveway, it gave me like an uneasy feeling. It was yeah. une- uneven pavement. We played basketball. I left. I went home and Kevin Conley calls me on my birthday, like my 35th or something, and yeah. says what? Do you remember? Uh, the show's over. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan broke his arm and we're shut down for the season. This and, was uh, a compound well, fracture, by yeah. the way. This Let's was- regroup. Let's regroup. You well, there was saw big, the fall. It was like pavers with gaps in between. Oh. And my hand landed in between the, the pavers. Did yeah. you see Dylan's bone? I, I, and I, I saw Dylan, I'll tell you, I was the, I, I didn't exactly remain. They had a treat Connelly. I didn't remain. That way. I didn't the, remain the medics tough. had a treat. I didn't remain tough under pressure. So Connelly didn't put a tourniquet just, on Dylan. I knew. No. I knew. Thank God I was the tough guy in this situation. I put it in the, uh, in in the, the fountain, fountain yeah. where it was cold water. I was like, oh. get a van up here so I can uh, go to Cedar sinai Like, get the medic. The medic came up and he almost passed out. Oh. Every Everybody Kevin probably. ran into the house. I was sick. Y- you were turning white. I really was because you saw it. I heard it. You saw his bone. I saw the whole. I saw the whole thing. And you know, Kevin's Kevin's a tough customer. And to hear those noises, what kind of noises did he make? <laughs> he, 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 it was agony. Yeah, it was agony. It were wasn't they, like were they ladylike? No sprain. Were they ladylike? <laughs> he was making w- woman like gestures. Remember <laughs> Tyson <laughs> said <laughs> he was in there making woman. Do you remember gestures? what Gary Busey said? Gary Busey made this. Hilarious sound, and I, was he talking about Dylan? He was going, Wah. yeah. He, yeah Who was he talking about? Drama was a being a whiner, like a drama whiner. <laughs> he started making. He said you were making ladylike gestures. You got a, That's where he got a stock tip. You got to pull up that clip that. for the social media thing. That that weird sound he made in the back of the car wouldn't stop Gary Busey. I'm talking about. So anyway, but but the writing stood. The writing. The lesson. lesson. I don't know Tell if I ever, ever told you guys, but now I get in the van. They're taking me to Cedar Sinai. And I'm holding it. It's my left arm, right? It was my, it yeah, was that my arm, left yes. arm. Yes, it was my left <laughs> arm. Sorry. I got two broken wrists here. But I'm holding it in front of the driver. The driver's looking at it the oh. whole time with a bone pointing out. And he's driving like erratically. He gets to well, see he got nervous, Sinai. right? 
Yeah, he was. He got to Cedar Sinai, put the car. He never put it in gear. He jumped out to go get my door. Now the car starts rolling backwards. Oh shit! Cedar Sinai in the ER. Oh god! I had to reach over with my broken wrist and step on the brake. Uh, Can you imagine that? Put the car in park, jerk off. (laughs) I'm trying to imagine the call from Connolly there. there. Connolly, like who tells me the show's over because you're broken arm. Okay, Uh, the broken arm is not the worst thing that happened. Dylan just rolled off a Mulholland. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Ambulance. It it was wild, but I I want to say that that happened. Happened on like a Wednesday or something, and Dylan was back at work post surgery on Monday. No, no, dude, it happened on a Friday. Is that what it was? It and happened on a back- Friday. They operated on me that night, and I was ready the next morning to do the photo shoot. Oh, that's right. We did the photo shoot. We did the like Vanity, Vanity Fair. Vanity Fair, right? Saturday morning. Saturday morning. That's so right. So I just went through all that surgery. Impressive. And that, I was that, like really that, puffy, too, because I remember had that the, uh, photo shoot was in, it was in like Pasadena, and it was, it was like kind of hot. Dylan we were shows doing the up. football stuff. Yeah, yeah. We, had the, we had the hot. Dylan's, you know, then it became a thing, which later happened to me so, in the movie of like hiding the wrist. And you'll see in the episode, the one place I see it clear as day is when we're walking into the hustler store yeah. and you could see that just the way the shot was lined up, Dylan is lining up his broken arm behind <laughs> me. So you can't see, cause when you look at it, you're like, God, that's weird. Yeah. You might not really, unless you're looking for it, but you go, God, it's awesome. Yeah. Once you know it. Once you know. Well, just a side note question, really. Connolly broke his leg on the movie, as some of you may know, and came back and worked still. And Dylan broke his hand severely. Who, I guess the question is. Whose injury do you think was worse and who was tougher? Dylan's, Dylan's injury was worse. I think mine is more lingering because it's my leg, but Dylan definitely had a worse injury. But I will tell you this. When I broke my leg, the first person that knew that my leg was broken was Dylan. Yeah. Because I looked at him and I knew that he knew. Because well, I was I, trying to put on a good face. Well, I remember and then when I saw you, you were up in the bed and you were you, you lifted up and you showed it to me. And I said, oh, that's broken. Right, right. I could tell by just by the... But even when I picked myself up out of the sand, I looked at you and, and I knew that you knew that I was hurt. Yeah, yeah I was It hurt. really is an amazing thing because you think about it, like so many things could stop a TV show from going. Obviously, a severe accident right. or mm-hmm. a death. And, you know, we went for 13 years with this group. And, yeah. you know, and, and the I'm truth glad is, you guys survived. didn't miss a day. And you, yeah. didn't, and no, I didn't, you didn't miss I much didn't, either. No, I didn't miss. I, in fact, you know, I, we were both back very soon and you were shooting around stuff. But at the end of the day, when you do these shows, you're, it's not that you're responsible, but a lot of people count on you. You know yeah. what I mean? To You shut down a show. You're not just shutting down. It's not just me and Dylan like, okay, we'll go play some golf. There's lots of people that count on count on these paychecks and it's a good yeah. job so you really don't want to have to shut the show down. I, I so. love that scene where you couldn't get from A to B and I literally picked you up and carried you. You can see the that scene. in the movie. In the movie. Yeah, 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 like, I, I throw my arm around you and I'm literally like, get like, over here. Eva. But you, you wouldn't your, notice it. It looks like I'm just you roughing your, you up. You had your hand in my belt buckle. You were like <laughs> lifting me up. It was ridiculous. Okay, but anyway, so back, back to, to my, the Roosevelt. Back to my, the writing lesson okay. scene is Doug always said it's always funnier to hear and it's not against anything against anybody else, but it's always funnier to hear the guys talking about it. So Sloan brings up the threesome, right? And then I, I say, well, yeah, I would do it. Would you? And she says, yeah, I would do with you once, but there are rules. And instead of E saying, what are the rules? And E and Sloan talking about it, it's a smash cut to drama. Go, no, 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 no rules. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it, it is funny. It's funnier. Yeah. It's comedy to hear the guys breaking it down. So yeah. I, I did learn something. Yeah, that's, that's it. Cool. Uh, that's I don't know if it helped you anywhere yeah, or me. Yeah, I don't I, write. But, I don't write either. But it is funny. <laughs> 
how I always went about this show was, and we had these great actors, Emmanuel, obviously, but at the end of the day, this was the guy's show about these four best friends. And I always wanted to hear what they thought about these various scenarios. So um, I guess, I don't know. I guess we could talk with the Johnny drama agrees with that thing. You like that? No rules. I mean, Dylan, or what do you <laughs> no mean? rules. No, but, but no, are there... by all means, I mean, you're lucky to have the threesome to begin with. So if you take she wants you to get. give you some rules, it's all right. <laughs> right. What do we think you're about this whole thing? And, was... and also, you know, the other thing that went by the, by the kind of, by the wayside is you guys tricked me and you're telling me that we're going to uh, some other store. And then we walk into the hustler store and you guys are like <laughs> yeah. giving me all these toys. By the way, that you're going to, we said we go to a book soup. Oh, Famous bookstore, like, like uh, before like these boutique, jerk offs are going to look at books, books. Like, like boutique bookstore, right? Yeah, Dylan's got a real couple of old books he wants Dylan to bring wants up. To pick up a new <laughs> copy of Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> I mean, it really. Uh, but we did that. Listen, Doug, you got to admit that scene was a little uncomfortable to watch. Which one? In the Hustler store, it was a little uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, honestly, for me now, I know I've gotten more conservative as I've gotten older. Like right. the whole episode was a little like God. He's like talking to his friends about his girl. Like, I don't, I, I mean, I, my girl's not doing that, but I certainly wouldn't and come into the office. She's not coming to guys night either. I got news Well, she's coming to Hawaii with it, so. <laughs> so I certainly wouldn't come in and go, hey, guys, I just got to tell you, my girl wants to have a threesome. Let's talk about it. Like, if you one. walked in the office and said that today, I would have fucking walked <laughs> out like, the back door and said, yo, this shit's over, bro. <laughs> no, no, no. The podcast like, is over. Doug's nuts. I'd be like, let's have a talk. Let's get it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> said, yep, hold that thought. Hold Roll. That thought. Roll sound. But let's really talk about this for a minute, okay? It would be weird if you did that. For, no, not me personally. Sloane is one of the, the most lovable, she's one of the most beloved girlfriend characters in the history oh, yeah. of TV. Oh, for sure. anyone who saw it, people absolutely people adore her. People flip out over her. And she could get and away with And her career like that. since that has been accordingly. She's yeah, never yeah. been out of work at day. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, she's awesome, obviously. Right. So I don't even want to say it's the writing. But if your girl, your real girl that you plan on having a serious relationship with and go with, and she goes, hey, what do you think about having a threesome? What's your thoughts? Okay. Is that something you like for your serious, like the mother of your child? Is that something you want? Oh, when you put it that way. Maybe not her. <laughs> Maybe not her. No, but, but Doug, you're right. You know, you do get a little more conservative as you get older. Yeah. So now it's laughable thought, yeah. but I don't know, maybe at some point, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I, I definitely would not be doing that. Yeah. The girl before the mother. Yeah, by, the way, <laughs> yeah, exactly. by the way, Colin's like, I got to put uh, Kennedy down for an hour because I'm going to have a threesome <laughs> in the other room, you know? But I'm just saying like, even some of the dialogue in this episode, I remember well, when, when we, Turtle holds up the dildo and says, no rules against Sloan fucking her, right? Didn't you say something <laughs> like I mean, that? honestly, That's I would crazy. never write that today for these guys even. I just wouldn't. How about so, this one? When opportunity knocks, <laughs> let her the fuck in, and for God's sakes, let her go down on your girlfriend. That's the quote of the episode. Okay, so but I really <laughs> want to say, by the way, you that, wrote that, Doug. Not you, not you wrote that, but that is one. Uh, that's I think often quoted. Is it? I, I've heard. I it forgot I even said that. That's, I love that. So, but I'm asking you guys a question. So I know how the world has changed. Even when we were doing the movie, there was a line that said something. I oh, you're gonna just say it. You're gonna fuck, but I don't want to say her name in this context. (laughs) You're gonna fuck when Emily Ratajkowski was on the show, and she said, "I'm not comfortable with someone saying that." That was six years ago because they were talking about her, not a character. This and that. But even in the characters, the guys are like, "I'm not backing up on anything that was created or anything." I just think it's you. I don't know if younger guys would talk a little. 
little differently today. I would not talk like that today. I would never say, hey, you're going to fuck her tonight. I I'd just be, wouldn't. I'd be curious. I mean, well, also, too, Doug, you and I never, ever had that relationship. <laughs> William Connolly Where, and I, like, Doug would be like, dude, you know, I believe last night. Woo. I was like, well, we've never had Can a, we talk about what we did have? Because you know, like, anyone who listens to this, E is much more based on me than it's on Connolly. Like, that's my character. So you can call him whatever you want to do. But Pussy. Connolly was, when he was single, <laughs> Connolly, you know, there were a lot of girls around. I had a girl, I dated girls. You definitely did. You definitely did. But so, but no one thought anything in this felt like it didn't, nothing shocked you as vulgar, which is all I'm asking. No, not for the guys. I mean, that's just, that's kind of what it was. It's no more vulgar than anything else. It was, you know, it's, you know, we're in the hustler store. You're getting soft, dude. You're getting soft. He is. Yeah, you know, I'm just trying to be a kinder, gentler person. Get your mind back where it used to be so we could get this reboot going. (laughs) I am telling you everything, I promise you, if we ever do the reboot, everything that I'm thinking in my head will make it better and will make these guys when try we to, do the reboot try we're gonna do the reboot you know what's gonna reboot's gonna happen and everybody listening out there if this podcast keeps growing if these live shows actually work HBO will cave okay and they will go we don't you could say you can fuck her all you want but we're gonna get that going but we need to keep growing this thing and then it's all gonna happen and it's you know we're moving in that direction so you know the ironic thing about this episode is that the actual threesome was super tame yeah right it was super tame i just remember all of us getting together and we literally we were getting ready to roll we walked back we did a shot of tequila and we just we just knocked out knocked out the scene. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was clearly like the most. Did you do a little rehearsal beforehand. <laughs> <laughs> well, it would have been great to have Emmanuel call in because she can talk about how nice we were all. To, and I don't mean nice. She's like a sister to me. So even watching this today, I'm like, oh, I can't watch Emmanuel. Let's see. But we were really careful and cautious to make sure that Malin and Emmanuel were completely comfortable with it to the point where I think they were like, guys, just. It's like, fine. Stop. Let's just do it. Yeah, yeah let's, let's just do get the, the scene, scene done. Yeah, no, and, was... and it was tame compared to a lot of stuff you would see on other shows. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. And I, I'm glad because, you know, and it, it, it it's funny, too, about just that dynamic. I mean, I'm just kind of standing there. Like, at what point? I don't know. Like, Emmanuel does that thing where she's waving her hand like, come, go on, you know. Yeah, so, that was cute. Yeah, that was cute. Yeah. That, that, that made it endearing. And yeah. the scene itself was, I mean, it was nothing. The funny part to me, and this is my favorite part of thing that I did in the episode, is when I wake up and I'm spooning Malin. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that was oh, I remember. We were hysterically laughing when we were shooting that scene. (laughs) We were fucking dying because it was so funny. Everybody was laughing. We were just laughing at how, you know, it could, it could, you know, whatever. And the night you're rolling over and I just, I rolled over on the wrong side (laughs) in my sleep and I was cuddled up against her with a big smile on my face. And Malin's great in the scene. She looked at me like, get the fuck away from me. She was horrified that I was near her. Dylan, you ever uh, fall in love with the wrong girl during a threesome? Ever happen? Do we want to talk about this? <laughs> I would love to talk about it if you would actually talk about it. No, but the, the the rules, uh, Vince gives Vince I love the rules. rules he gave. Yeah, Vince He's has like, good hey, rules. let her know that she's the one. She's number one position. She's number one. She's number one. I don't know. My Still, my personal feeling is just for the world out there and everybody could weigh in. I know it's a youth generation culture, but I think uh, you're probably not marrying the woman you have a threesome. That's uh, my opinion. I, I mean, could be wrong. You've, yeah. you've been yeah. wrong because yeah. people yeah. get married all the time. And, and they don't usually work out because <laughs> yeah. uh, you've had too many exactly. Well, once you open Pandora's box, trouble happens. Yeah. And, and truthfully, in the episode that we're going to cover next, Strange Days, that's really what it is. Because now he... Was well, this had a little influence. We had a crew member who I won't mention his name, but him and his wife were swingers. And I know you know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Yes, I know but, who you're talking but about. They, 
<laughs> they would come in all the time and be like, oh, yeah, we took this girl home last night from the bar. And, so awkward. And I'm like, how's this going to go? And I meant it. How is this going to go as life goes on? Now we're they're talking. They're not together. Of course they're not together. They had one of the ugliest divorces ever. Yeah, I mean, no, it's it's a recipe for disaster. You know, and it at some point someone goes, yeah, I stopped looking at the 20-year-olds. We're 40. We have three kids and, you know, we have bills to pay. But, you know. Look, it's a lifestyle for people, but it will probably end in a messy defense. Uh, or a breakup. Somebody cheats. Once you open that, like I said, once you uh, open Pandora's box, it's tough to come back from. So I want to talk about one of my favorite scenes in the history of the show, I think. I really just love this kitchen scene with Ari and drama's not putting him on the phone. Yeah. And that really, you know, it, part of it Scrambled spirulina, was it, Dylan? <laughs> Scrambled egg spirulina? But part like that. of that kind of came from Mark a little bit. And not that I saw him do this specifically, but just he would include his boys with Ari, the real Ari. He got some of them jobs when we had Eric Weinstein on the show. Dylan wasn't here. We had Eric Weinstein on the show. Mark used to get him jobs at Endeavor where these guys like a turtle would be working at the agency. And like stuff. in a suit. And <laughs> right. I just thought it was, I thought Piven was amazing and you and the whole thing, the way it keeps building in that scene, I just thought was really great where they will not give him the phone and he's got to deal with this with a ten- he had to deal with drama the yeah. one guy he doesn't want to deal with yeah and that's what makes vince still likable because he's being an asshole about millions of dollars but at the end of well the day- that's what i'm saying and, and it's funny but you're right vince is a spoiled brat but he's I more mean- concerned about his brother so yeah. that's what i guess i like about it it gives him a lot of thing but you know part of in the writing which when i looked at it today i was like jesus that's pretty awful like that he goes i just want the seven million dollars yeah sure you do right it's a five and a half million dollar <laughs> swing good yeah. call yeah. yeah, and I'm surprised. I wonder if people looked at that and were like, Vince is a good guy or this is just poor writing because there's no way he's working for $1 less than they'll give him. You know? The scene where Ari storms into the office and says, get Johnny Drama a job today, $10,000. <laughs> yeah, great scene. Guys, people out there watching the episode, help me out. Look in that scene where Ari's talking to the agents and the the, 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 the gentleman that had the baby with Anna Nicole Smith is one of the extra agents. I don't know why. The, I just saw... A show. Are you sure of it? I'm 100% positive. I would bet anything. All right. So whoever doesn't know, Anna Nicole Smith was a big playmate, and she married like a 90-year-old trillionaire, and then she died. She died tragically. Larry Burkhead was an extra on Entourage, and he had him and Anna Nicole Smith had a baby, and then there was some, after she passed away, there was some discrepancy, and he, when they, when the, you know, DNA test came back, Larry Burkhead, you are the father. (laughs) And he got a lot of money? No, but he wanted his daughter. He wanted his daughter. So he's raising his daughter. I just saw a special, but I'm I'm positive wow. that he was an and, extra. And who was Larry Burkhead? Was he an actor? He was like her friend or he did, yeah. But why was he on Entourage? He was an just... actor. He was an actor, yeah. He was okay. an actor, but I'm, I'm sure it was him. Weird, weird fact. Whatever. All right. Well, wow. either way, I, I really like that scene with drama and Ari and, and Paul Ben Victor in this episode. It's Alan great. Gray. Lot to do in that episode. Yeah. But he's so good. He like really, yeah. he turns it into a drama quickly. Like it just yeah. gets real serious real fast. Do you know how much trouble you'd be in if you, uh, aside from the fact that you you signed the contract, right? F- mm-hmm. Forgetting that Vince is signed to do Aquaman too. Now he's already signed, and they're giving him a five and a half million dollar raise, and just telling him like, "Yo, I can't have my Aquaman, you know, doing playing Tony Montana and sorting cocaine." Uh, here's a five and a half million for your creative differences. What your Alan, fucking career will be over in yeah. a heartbeat. And not only would yeah. Warner Brothers not work with you, nobody would work with what you. What Alan did was he lied instead of just saying that. And okay, is that the worst thing in the world? Because 
he could have just said in the first place, sorry, you're not doing that movie, but mm-hmm. he lied because he didn't think it was possible. So and now, Vince is going to turn Vince the world upside down and, and watch and, yeah. $20 million because yeah. he was lied to? Yeah, and I don't know. It's weird. The guys know. aren't even jumping in. Like, Turtle's like, he's got principles. Like, I'd be like, yo, bro, you may never work again 10 years from now. Take all, the $12 yeah. million. The other thing, too, that I noticed that I forgot, this is the first uh, that we hear about uh, Eddie Burns and f- what will become Five Towns. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yep. By the way, that's going to be a gr- some great episodes to cover. Yeah. And did you see Maria from Barstool just randomly tweeted yesterday, uh, not in my town, not in any of my five towns, <laughs> wow. which is pretty cool. It's not yeah. just happening over here. And that's what is the line? Not happening yeah. over here, not just happening over there. It's happening everywhere. And so you guys know how that came about. So Rob Weiss made this movie Amongst Friends, independent movie that everyone should check out, which is essentially about my and Rob Weiss's Long Island experiences growing up because as much as everyone thinks this soft world of Long Island, there were the soft guys and there were the tough guys in Long Island. There are a lot of mullets out there. <laughs> you are Long Island, Connell. You were one of the tough guys. I had one a of the mullet. small tough I had guys. A mullet. But uh, you know, so we took that line. It's legitimately right from Amongst Friends. Is that really in the, in the actual? It's almost actually right there. It was. I, I changed it a little bit, but wow. it was really like. I didn't know that. Yeah, it I was happening over here. It's happening over if there. If I knew that, I would have checked it out first. We should actually stock tip. We should get that social media clip. Amongst Friends versus Dylan I saying the line. no idea. And see how it goes. Um, I would have copied it to the T. You know it what? It would have been great. It's, it's pretty funny. but um, Stock tip Dave would never be able to find Amongst Friends. You're not going to be able to find it. No, wow, you can find it. Stock tip can do it. You can do anything. Stock. Don't let him keep you down like that. Keep you can. So, but but you know, um, amongst friends, I wanted to do the show, the Five Towns, which was really the OC on Long Island, but darker, mm. a little darker. Yeah, darker. Yeah. And then I mean, OC is like a yeah, know, but those soapy yeah. kind of comedy. Right? It is soapy. Yeah, I guess it would be darker. But to be honest with you, the smart move would have been to make the OC on Long Island. That was the OC because I felt mm. the OC was kind of a perfect mix of of network television Doug's and comedy. A big OC magic. fan. I I never saw it, bro. I did the OC podcast the other day, by the way, with uh, Melinda Clark and Rachel Bilson. So you guys may want to check that out. Anybody who's listening, check that out. Anyway, but that Five Towns things came from Rob's movie and Amongst Friends, which I just love that everything kind of comes Five Towns kicks up uh, later in season three as well. So that's going to be a fun one. So we're, we're wrapping up this episode. Then we'll do like a couple of questions that people put on Instagram. But at the end of the day, the story was principled. Vince wanted to do Medellin. He couldn't really say Medellin again. Medellin. And no, I don't know what it is. Medellin. Medellin. Nobody's ever Listen, said that. I am from Medellin. Okay. <laughs> Kevin has a Medellin baby. Oh, is my, that even allowed? Are you Colombian now? Are my, you baby? My, my child is half Colombian. Yeah. But are you allowed to say that? It goes back to the Irish question, which well, Don Cavanaugh have, said you guys are allowed to say you're Irish. I don't have any Colombian blood in me, obviously, but my yeah. daughter is 50% Colombian. It's nice. I there like those go. Colombians, and I like. I want to make a trip there. So uh, Vince loses Aquaman 2, which is... Which will become a thing. And a that's that. We don't get that one back. We He's... Uh, he, Aquaman is, uh, is done for yep. us. Mm. And so uh, next week we will be back with season three, episode seven. Nah, next week, back on Friday. So, oh, on Friday. We're getting yeah. crazy. I think we should shoot... You know, the thing to do is we do 10 a day when Dylan shows up. So we just then... <laughs> and we act then like... I could listen, disappear I, for a couple more I, I would like I would like to say in closing, because, you know, you, the question I get most about this episode is the obvious, like, how much fun was that about whatever? And, and the answer is, you know, it not fun at all. <laughs> I would say the, the, the cuddling scene was fun because we 
were laughing and right. that was fun. But that night, the build up to it. Yeah, man, the sooner it was over, the better. Emmanuel's like my sister. It's just, yeah. You, it was, can actually you get all though. nervous before one of these. I've yeah, seen you I, do, do I do. He doesn't eat all day. Well, but that's you know if I have to be feel, sure. You can feel it in your performance, too. That scene at the thing, which I was Well, I just let it play, right? I'm like, okay, well, I'm really nervous. I'm just like, what the hell are you talking about? You're like, oh, you're. Oh, so your parents and stuff, they must be uh, enjoying them. So that must be fun for them to come up here and visit you. Like, it's like the worst small talk. It's really you know? funny. And Dylan, you, you you had a couple of lines that you really loved. Let's like let's give them well, to the people. The what were those I, already get, I already said when opportunity knocks. So that's the big one. That's true. That's true. That's true. What Anything was, else that what, stands what out? I think. What was the oh, there was like one other good Dylan line. Uh, oh, uh, there was the line with the girl where uh, where she's like, I was like, what a, what a snob. Did you see what she said to me? <laughs> Oh yeah, she's like, what'd she say? What you see what she said to me when I offered to buy her a drink? What did she, she say? No, thank you. <laughs> and, then, uh, and he goes, what I a think bitch. Oh, yeah. goes, what a bitch. Oh, it was me. Oh, oh, it was me being sarcastic. Yeah. Oh yeah, what a bitch. She said, no, thank you. So Let's hear some questions. Trevin, I don't know why it's always hard to read these names, but Trevin Vincent Eck. Why can't anyone just make their fucking name Instagram? But anyway, Trevin, I know you're upset. Mr. Trevin. Trevin says we don't answer his question. He puts him on Instagram. So Trevin, I hope you're listening. We're here. Were these episodes with less serious understones more fun to write than the other ones with serious plot lines? And was the threesome episode based on a personal experience with any of the guys? Um... So first thing, no episodes. There's sometimes when a story just comes out, it becomes easier. But almost all of these episodes, whether you think they're great or not, were really hard to write. They were really a lot of struggles, a lot of stress. As these guys know, I obsess over every sentence, every syllable, every comma. And then even 10 years later, as genius as my actors were, I still hear things that I'm like, I wish they said it this way. I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just saying that's how I hear it. But so no, they're, they're, right. they're not easier. And then was it based on anyone's experience in real life? No, I mean, well, I mean, it's pretty. Uh, I mean, I'm sure it's based on a lot of people's experience. Yeah, right? I, mean, I mean, you know, it's. Uh, I'm sure you guys have had you share threesomes. You know, I'm. Uh, well, I'm not one to brag. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I unfortunately, I haven't had a lot of threesomes. I've had a lot of long term relationships. I was married for uh, 18 years. There weren't a lot of threesomes going on in that house. Okay, <laughs> so you don't strike uh, me as a threesome guy, anyway. You know, and by the way, if my ex wife, like, if we were sitting around the house one day on a Monday night, and she was like, "What have a threesome?" I, I, I would be like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" So, <laughs> Like, you absolutely know. not. Yeah, it's really something I want to tell the grandkids about one day. But anyway, <laughs> Three's Company. This is Salty Jai. Three's Company has one of the best liners of any episode ever. Mr. Doug Allen knows what's up. Why aren't you in your car right now was the line. That's Actually, the drama we, line. We did talk about that when we were yeah. watching it. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, if you really wanted to have a threesome with your girlfriend and her, You'd be and in her your friend car. called, you go right then. You don't yeah. risk a hurricane or some kind of outside circumstances that yeah. make that something of the past tomorrow. If before you really the, want to do Before it. the alcohol wears. Off, and they change their mind. You got to get over. But there. you know what? I think just for writers' perspectives, E's character was supposed to be a little more shy, a little mm-hmm. more reserved. Drama and Turtle, who would have been in the car, <laughs> who don't even have girlfriends and barely had any during the run of the show. <laughs> of course, they'd be in the car. Vince is like, put have been like, oh, I had one last week. I'm not rushing anywhere, or whatever. But I, that was E's character, and I think that's probably why E took some abuse that people thought he was soft because guys were like. 
get your ass in the car. Right, but uh, right. They're like drunk and smoking weed and drinking wine and giggling on the phone. You get in the car and you get over. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, in the reboot, if anyone gets that call, they probably will get in the car. All right. All right. So Connolly, Mr. APM businessman, is telling me to wrap well, it up. Let's go. We're going to come back on uh, and two. We're back on Friday with a new episode. We're going to, this is kind of a sequel. This, this Three's Company and Strange Days are kind of a little um, arc within the overall arc of the season. So these two episodes are So very we'll get connected. some more episodes going. And anyone, please, tickets are running thin. August 29th, Brea Improv, buy them. Kevin Dillon swears he's going to take oh, a picture Dylan's with you. Oh, Dillon's coming. Dillon's oh, yeah. coming. Hell yeah. And uh, that wraps up another episode of Victory the Podcast. I'm Doug Allen. I'm Kevin Dillon. Kevin Connolly. Victory! Victory!